Well, content may be king and community may be queen. And uh, one of my colleagues says it's it's the queen who rules the house. Right. Mm -hmm. I believe engagement is the universe or the kingdom that the king and the queen live in. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Um, today's special guest is a very well-known online marketer, Alex Mandosian. Go to marketingonline.com forward slash event to find out more. Now, Alex has been marketing online since the early days of the internet back in the 90s, um, and he has certainly has a lot to share about online marketing and online business. And in this episode, he shares with us the three reasons people fail in online marketing, why sloppy success is better than perfect mediocrity, um, the secret for getting passionate about your business, the three ways to increase engagement with your prospects and customers, and he also shares his EMC cubed formula for marketing messages that make money. All that and much more on the way. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for being on the call. Joey, thank you. I'm glad I'm here. Alex, how did you get into online marketing? I got in through my failures. Um, I have learned in 21 years in doing business uh, through my very first failure, which cost me over a quarter million dollars, most of which came through what my grandparents left me. So you can imagine the guilt and the shame and sitting at the um, uh, Thanksgiving Day table here in the United States when people saying, Alex, how could you have lost all that money? And my parent, my grandparents weren't living anymore. So this was my mom, my dad and my family. Um, I lost it because um, I volunteered to fall prey to one of three failure behaviors, and that's how I got into uh, online marketing, because it was easier to fail less expensively. Would you be interested in knowing what the three types of failures are? Yes, please. Well, the first is not getting started, fail to get started. So that's a bright, shiny object person. You buy a book or a course or you buy a training and you don't get started. You bought hope but you don't consume the hope to give you the confidence on how to get to point B. So you really bought into point B with the hope of getting to point B, but you really haven't defined point A so well to know that, hey, you got to get this thing going. So failing to get started. Number two is failing to keep it going. If uh, there's a water pump, whether it's in uh, Europe or uh, in the U.S. on a farm, you know, there's this water pump with a little handle on it. You pump, 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 and the water comes from the water table about 100 feet or let's say uh, 30 meters below. And if you don't pump 30, 40 times, you're not going to get any water because that's the way a water pump works. Business is the same way, and that's called momentum. You have to keep it going. Bill Gates, who I had a chance to interview for 15 minutes, he said, in the beginning, I used to sleep under my desk at Microsoft, and I worked my tail off. And for every thousand inputs into the business, I got one output. But because I kept it going and we had the big mo momentum fall into place. Mm -hmm. Now, even with my foundations, with my wife, he said one input gets me 10 million outputs. So failing to keep going is what in the brick and mortar business I did because it was just too expensive or I didn't see the results fast enough. I, my intentions were thwarted or I had unmet expectations or miscommunications. Any upset you can think of that. That's a. Uh, 
number two failure. And number three, and this is a biggie, even if you get started, even if you keep going, the third is hiring a mentor or a coach. Now, I prefer a mentor, which is I think a mentor is worth a thousand coaches and a coach is worth 10,000 advisors. No offense to coaches, but a mentor is a much deeper relationship and it's, it lost, it lasts longer and hiring means this is a mentoring professional. So you pay them in the form of relationship capital or, or hard capital. But those three things, failing to get started, failing to keep going or failing to hire a mentor. I got into online marketing because I no longer wanted to do that. And digital marketing, as I call it, is faster, easier, and a lot less human effort to overcome those three failures than the offline world world that's much slower. Alex, on your website, you have a headline on one of your video sales letters. And the headline is, uh, Sloppy Success is Better Than Perfect Mediocrity. Can you explain to us a little bit more about what you mean by this? Well, I believe that sloppy success is better than perfect mediocrity means uh, there are two evil twins why people either don't get started or don't keep going, which are the two first reasons of failure. And one, the overarching theme is they haven't hired a mentor to hold them accountable to, you know, doing those things. And the two evil twins are the evil twin number one is the, um, tendency of procrastination, which is the tendency to not get started. Okay. Because it's too painful to get started or it's, it's, um, not in their best interest to get started because something else is getting in the way as a distraction. It's not a priority. The other evil twin is the tendency of perfectionism. Evil twin number two. Perfectionism is the failure to complete, to finish. So if you don't start and you don't finish, then there is no success. Forget sloppy. So sloppy success is better than perfect mediocrity means it is better to be a sloppy Mozart who's drunk and creating great music than a mediocre and perfectly well-liked Salieri, which was in the movie Amadeus. No one wants to be Salieri. Everyone would rather die young as Mozart because that sloppy success turned into some of the most beautiful music of all time. Of course, he was a genius, but I believe anything worth done really well in the end is worth being done sloppily in the beginning. Okay, so Alex, you had a bit of a rocky start in in, in online marketing, but at some point you hit the big time and, and you did succeed with digital marketing. What would you say are some of the keys to success? If we want to turn our passions uh, into profits using the internet, what would you say are the foundations that we must get into place to be able to experience that? Well, the single foundation that uh, one of my mentors, who's still a mentor, taught me is that passion does not produce commitment. Passion does not produce success. And passion does not produce profit. Mm -hmm. Now, Passion can do those things, but it is not an always cause and effect in singularity. I know plenty of passionate people who are broke. I know passionate people who are unhappy. I know passionate people who are overworked and overwhelmed. I know passionate people who are suicidal. And I know passionate people who are dispassionate about what they're doing. But they're very, very passionate. They're just passionate going in the wrong direction enthusiastically, right? Mm -hmm. And so... What comes before passion is this overarching theme of what one of my mentors taught me. And he says it still. Passion does not produce commitment. Commitment produces passion. So think of it as wood and fire. First, you have to have the wood. Then you have the fire, which is another mentor of mine. His name is Harv, has taught me over the years. Wood is the commitment. 
Passion is the fire. You don't get fire without wood or leaves or something to burn. There's no spontaneous ignition. So the challenge with most people and what I found is they're not committed. They're highly passionate, but they are not committed and they're not willing to look bad in public. Your excellence in public is determined by how how much willing you're you're able to look bad like Steve Jobs when he got fired the first time from Apple and for 8 years he was doing stupid stuff sloppily and then he came back to make the most valuable company on earth because all those little ideas turned into big ideas and he simplified things again sloppy success is better than perfect mediocrity brilliant Alex, to make money online, we need traffic. We need visitors to come to our web properties. What, what are some of your favorite ways to drive traffic and to, to build a list right now? Well, most people think of uh, a, a list size as being something significant. Now, we are part of a email crisis. Uh, when I started in 1999, uh, there was about a 100% open rate with email, even with spam, because it was a new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, if uh, you are getting a 20 or 15% open rate where out of 100 people, 15 are actually viewing your message, you're doing quite well. So email is dying. I can give you many reasons why, but it is dying. And so when someone says, how big is your list? Well, if I say 100,000, then they can count that it's really 15,000 because only 15,000 are reading the messages. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So size of the list does not matter as much as the engagement. Now, this is a foundational response and answer to what you asked me. First, you got to go back to the thought process. It's how engaged is your list that matters. So I have someone who has a list of about 850 people, and she's making $150,000 from one offer that I'm involved with. One offer. Wow. And the reason is, the question is not how big is your list. The reason um, is, and the, the question is how Engaged is your list. Now, how do you answer that question? Well, my list is really engaged. No, that's not measurable. What is your open rate for prospects? What is your open rate for customers? My open rate for prospects who opt in within a month is somewhere in the range of 22 to 27%, which is exceedingly high, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes if I make a very stupid subject line that confuses them or they think it's spam or it's not from me or they don't like it, it may be 5% or 8% open rate. That's my fault. You know, communication is the result that I get. Now, with my customers who will pay me anywhere from $2,000 to $50,000, their open rate is about 85%. So 85 out of 100 open something and they have paid me so much money. So we have to call them. And so now the key to building a list is not just email, which is, I think, the spirit of your question, unless I'm misunderstanding. The key is who do you have access to and who's actually noticing? So how, what are your circles in Google look like? What, how many people downloaded your app if you have one? What does your mobile text database look like? And then what's your email list look like? How many fans do you have on Facebook? How many followers do you have on Twitter? How engaged are you? How many retweets are you getting? How many a repost are you getting? These are the questions. So when you say, how do you build a list? Well, that's not really a question. I like, how do you build engagement? And you do it three ways. Now, Albert Einstein said, nothing happens until something moves. I say, nothing happens until something is exposed. You can't get a suspect to click on something unless they first were seeking it. So we call those seekers. Then the more seekers you have, the more suspects you have to click or to comment. 
the more suspects you have, the more prospects you have who either opt in or text and come into your text mobile or download your app or become a follower or uh, um, a like on Facebook or a fan. And then the more of those you have, the more buyers you have. And the more buyers you have, the more multi-buyers or advocates you have. That's the format. So all a list is, if you want to call it a database, is a group of engaged people, men and women, who are who are responding to an offer. It's about traffic and an offer. So whether it's paid traffic or free traffic, what really matters is not the media and is not even the market. It's the message. Now, Marshall McLuhan said the, the message is the medium, and he was wrong. Okay, he was much smarter than me. He said that in 1964, the day I was born, the year I was born. The message is the message. The media is the media. Media is medium, plural. And the market is the market. If you have a message that is disqualifying, so for example, you can have four types of messages. The wrong message to the wrong market, which you have to be an idiot, you know, to not notice. So we don't want that. I don't think anyone listening is that. You could have the wrong message to the right market. Let's say that you're selling to vegetarians and you're selling them beef byproducts. Well, that's the wrong message to the right market. Mm-hmm. Or you can have the right message to the wrong market. Let's say you raise cattle and chickens and you have a salmon farm. Well, that's meat. And then you have this market of vegetarians and people who are um, eating uh microbiotic food and, you know, they don't eat meat. Well, that's the right message to the wrong market, which I speak to many times. I have a message and many times I'm speaking to the wrong market. Ultimately, you want the right message to the right market, which my friend Dan Kennedy calls the perfect message to market match. But I like to add media. You have to have the right message through the right medium going to the right market. And that involves an offer, an offer on Facebook is different than an offer on Twitter. So my answer to you is it depends on what media you're using. If you're giving them an ethical bribe to become uh, part of your list, Facebook to Facebook works better than Facebook to Twitter or Facebook to opt-in or Facebook to any other format. Facebook people love to party and they're on Facebook. Google Plus is the same way. They're a little bit more flexible than Facebook, but Google Plus to Google Plus, Google Plus people will go on a hangout now, if we have a Hangout, which is the the version of a, a webinar or a teleseminar or a virtual event, um, if I have a Hangout for Facebook people, I do it on Facebook using a very simple plugin we use. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is the same thing. If you're going to give them a LinkedIn ethical bribe, you have to change the modality. It has to be LinkedIn to LinkedIn, Twitter to Twitter. So the medium is the medium, the message is the message, and the market is the market. And many times the medium does determine the market, but is never is the market. It, it d- determines and it influences it. So the best way for you to find a database that you can build is understand what your market thinks they need and then give them what they want. The worst thing you can do is give them what you think they need. Mm-hmm. You find what they think they need and want, and then you give that to them. So in 1993, I'm sitting in the QVC green room and I'm watching a football player sell a barbecue called the Quick Cook Grill. And 
He's a very successful Hall of Fame football player, football as in American football, not European football, which is we call soccer here. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name was Dick Butkus, and everyone was watching him on stage. I was watching at a little monitor with all the sales coming in. He would say something, and there would be a spike in sales. He would say something else, and there was another spike in sales. Now, you're not old enough to remember this, but back then we had VHS and beta, you know, not DVDs and not digital, and we had no iPhones or iPads or anything like that. So... Um, what I did is I took the time code from the video and I went back and I looked at what he said and I went forward about 45 seconds and see when the sales came in. And so I took his words through observation, not guesswork, based on what the market said they wanted. And we changed all of the marketing on television, in print advertising, and we had much fewer ways of you know getting to the market that way. But always do it through observation. Easiest way is find one or two or three social influencers in your niche, as you would call it, or niche, as I would call it, <laughs> and then model them and do exactly what they do and coopetate with them. There is no competition. You're, it's coopetition and follow them for a long time. Support them if they, and borrow their authority. Success doesn't leave clues. It creates cues. As in a, a cue in your language, a cue in the line. We call it a line. It's a cue. So you'll have a cue coming into your list if you look at what other people are doing. You just have to do it a little bit better or being number two versus number one. We fight like hell to be number two because number one is much too difficult. It's counterintuitive. After a while, number one is going to die, move, mess up, or just go out of business, and then we're number one by default. Alex, I know that one of your philosophies is that content is king and community is queen. I was just wondering which of these two is more important, you know, which one of these two rules the kingdom? Well, content may be king and community may be queen. And uh, one of my colleagues says it's it's the queen who rules the house. Right. Mm -hmm. I believe engagement is the universe or the kingdom that the king and the queen live in or the castle. Now, engagement, I have a formula for engagement. I mentioned Albert Einstein. Uh, nothing happens until something moves. And his, in Princeton, on a chalkboard, he wrote E equals MC squared, which is energy equals M, which is mass, times the speed of light squared. Okay, and that's called relativity. I don't understand what it means, but he has frizzy hair, he had a mustache, and he was very smart, and that's all I know. But I know he was a smart guy, and I love his quotes. Uh-huh. Now, I say nothing happens until something is exposed, which in in marketing terms, it means there's movement. Movement is life. Okay, no movement. That's death. Death. If you're not moving, you're dying, period. You're not growing. So I have um, MCs in my formula, but it's E equals MC cubed. So E equals MC in parentheses and then cubed. Now, E does not equal energy. In the 20th century, it was energy. In the 21st century, I believe it's called engagement. So E equals engagement, and the three MCs are this. Message clarity is MC number one. You must have a clear message so you're attracting the right market through the right medium. Message MC number two is message consistency. You must be consistent with your message long after you're tired of it because you are not marketing to a grandstand or to a football stadium. You are marketing to a moving parade and you're not competing with your competitor in your niche. You're competing with the children at home, the spouse, the ex-spouse, uh, Starbucks, 
Chick-fil-A or any other organization that's taking up someone else's time, including school and extracurricular activities and that person's little voice who usually rules their mind. So message consistency will break through when the time is right. That's the second MC. MC number one is message clarity. If that message is clear, then message consistency. And then finally, MC number three is message convergence. Now, what does that mean? It means convergence is a hub and spoke scenario. So let's say you have an offer. That's the hub. That's where the message, that's where all the traffic is going. So let's say I have a hangout, the five tips on how to make money on Google Hangouts. Let's say that's the name of my hangout. Mm -hmm. And a hangout is nothing more than a virtual presentation. Well, I have six weeks of content. So here's the way we do it. My root content is video. That's my message clarity. Why? Because with video, I automatically have audio. I don't have to do it again. And I can transcribe it for less than a dollar a minute. And so as a result, you call that dosh, I think, in the, you know, money, right? Cash. Yep. Uh, if um, I have it transcribed, now I have fodder that I can repurpose and put on blog posts, web 2.0 sites, YouTube channel, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. That goes on and on and on. Imagine that's the wheel. The spokes are the call to action to get more of what they saw in the hangout. And so if I have five ways to make money on Google Hangouts, that's really six weeks of content because week one is going shallow and wide, the five ways to make money on Google Hangouts. And I give each way and it's about 10 minutes. Good. Not an hour, but 10 minutes. That's repurposed. And then I send them to a centralized site. It could be my G plus page. It could be my fan page on Facebook. Some people like to go to the blog. If you're in the middle of a launch, send them to the launch page, but give them something of value related to the content. For me, they would be going to hangoutmarketingtraining.com. Okay. So they go there and they either opt in or they learn more. Now, week number two, I go deep on tip number one. And so I go narrow and deep on what I went shallow and wide on the first week. Week number three, I go deep with tip number two. Then tip number three is week um, of four. Tip number four is week five. And tip, uh, tip number five is week six. So you have six weeks of content if you have five tips. Now, if you have 12 tips, you have 13 weeks of content. That's called an editorial calendar. Message clarity is you're talking about the same thing. For me, making money on Google Hangouts. Message consistency is doing it over six weeks or 12 weeks or however long. And message convergence is it's coming into one place. So you're not saying different things on Twitter and Facebook and whatever. You're saying it the same thing in different ways. And that's how you build your following. And that answers your list question. Brilliant. Alex, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Where can we go to find out more about you? Well, the easiest place to learn more about me is simply go to marketing online.com forward slash event. There's no opt in there. Marketingonline.com forward slash event. And that's an, that's a URL that revolves every single week and join us on one of our hangouts, which is every Friday at 12 noon Pacific. We have people listening from South Africa, from Milan, Italy, from Greenland, from Australia at five o'clock in the morning, from the United Kingdom at 8 PM at night. It's every Friday at 12 noon Pacific. And, um, there's some past um, recordings there as well if, if you like to get access to it. That's the easiest way for us to engage, not to opt in with me because you don't know me yet, but get to know what our hangouts are like and maybe one day our paths will cross again and 
And Joey, we can get on a hangout maybe sometime later this year if um, your tribe liked what I had to say. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. That would be great. Um, we'll get something set up. And with that, we'll end this uh, this call here. Thank you to everyone who joined us. And if you learned something, if you enjoyed the show, please help us out by giving us a review on iTunes or Stitch. That would help us a lot. And finally, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.